0: we are on and uh we've got tom caldwell with us or tommy c insta as you're known on uh
1: that's the one instagram it's weird isn't it you can't just say tommy c now because no. it's two don't don't get me started on that <laughs>
0: <laughs> so first of all just i always like to say where we know each other from so uh obviously with what you do making the videos and I th- we were talking before when we I sort of met you, maybe at Eastridge the one time. Yeah, it was. We were pedalling
2: up that God awful climb. Yeah, I think it might have been it. me. And I think I was with Robert and Matty, some local odds to us. I think we were going up that climb. Yeah, I think lo- I might have saw you there, but what's it
0: called? Lord's Hill. Is it Lord's Hill? Yeah, that's Snell beach in it. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was there. Yeah. So you are from up, up north well they say up north if you look yeah. on
2: a map it's still the midlands it
0: is it's it? same as here anyone southern thinks we're northerners but shrewsbury's kind of middle-ish as well. proper midlands upper, upper class midlands <laughs> yeah yeah posh. yeah no I'm, I'm warrington uh born and bred so just to say anyone listening we've got uh todney here, hello and we've also got leo who uh me Were you national champion? I don't know if you might have (laughs) not mentioned it in the last half hour. I am national
3: champion. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) Anyway, Uh, (laughs) so let's go back to when you grew up. Is that where you're from originally? That was
2: the yeah. So (laughs) I grew up in Warrington. I've lived in a few spots in Warrington, but I'm still there yeah if you're going up the m6 and you go for that big bridge and the the viaduct near warrington
0: yeah i'm right
2: right near that right okay Uh, but i grew up in warrington can't really see myself moving too far away it's for what i'm doing it's too handy because i mean three hours north in leithan three hours south south wales an hour east sheffield an hour west north wales
0: south wales only three hours from
2: there. i can get to the valleys God, in about I, three hours 20 minutes yes i thought it was way further than that
3: in the uh, in the car light in the oh light
0: yeah light yeah <laughs> we've got to say we've got to say about the car because i'm a bit of a petrolhead and you turned up in uh a recently acquired Passat r 36 yeah which sounds yeah. super fruity yeah i bet it's decent sick. pipe straight is it a straight through pipe that one no
2: no no we tried a straight through it was absolutely dreadful was it uh yeah it's horrific it's just so, too loud yeah it was, the drone was god awful so yeah. there's like two resonators and two silences in the back i'm quite glad you turned into a pet- well you're a petrol head because yeah as you'll probably find out outside of bikes
0: <laughs>
2: just just cars like like I said started with that old uh five series gazzy beard we were sliding it around uh welsh fire road and yeah. then i was like oh, i'll buy this off you guys this is fun and then that was the. That was that.
0: I got the disease for cast. <laughs> He's a lad, isn't he? I used to like some of the videos he used to do with it, the, and he had that Landro with had the, the comments, comments convert Yeah, that shit, that was, uh,
1: he did one for Affy, didn't he? he made Afy. Yeah, he, he still them. had it does he still have it because he used he to does. drive around the park sometimes but I haven't seen it in a while I think he does yeah I asked Athy,
2: and he was just like yeah Gaz just found this engine out of some bim wagon and put it in my landing <laughs> <That's> like, <laughs> the
1: sound. it was mad it had like two massive pipes either side of like the cab that stuck up in the air yeah it was there insane with the it was insane he drove around the park it was so loud would just
2: be cruising into McKinlith and like the <laughs> torque would just rip <laughs> your face off like yeah. it was unbelievable McKinleth wow. <laughs> I
0: think not say it. Mac? I was going to say Mac, Mac. Mac. Mac, Mac. yeah. You I was like, you're going to say Mac. I think it's Macclesfield. Yeah, you're <laughs> safe if you say Mac. It's, it's
3: amazing all the pronunciations. Yeah, yeah it. like, it's great. we got amazing gifts. and dad
0: are sort of from there originally, aren't Yeah, there? yeah. So you can't get it wrong. I can't get it I've wrong. Go on oh, say it. are you meant to say it?
3: I don't even. I M- didn't even, McHuntleth, McHuntleth, whatever no, it is. It's
1: Macumflith. Macumflith. Yeah. Oh my god! It, it's like silent, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? Silent C. <laughs> oh mate, oh mate was like, oh yeah, is that around Mitch and Lee? <laughs> yeah. what was, what's that? That's not even close. <laughs> so tell us, um, tell us about when you were young then. Your mum and dad. What did your mum
0: and dad do? Um, my mum's worked under the
2: police for like thirty plus years. Yeah. Um, my dad has a picture framing business so he works at home with me oh, completely on. different but that's what they've always done um, is that timber type stuff or metal or no no it's like straight up like so we've had we've had some mad stuff in our house you know like signed pele shirts oh really stuff. like
1: oh so he, he uh, just frames like and he doesn't make picture frames like
2: uh sentimental stuff in and he'll frame it up and oh wow like it sounds simple, but some of the stuff we're getting is insane, and some of the stuff that goes out the door, like wow. So I, d- I don't know why he started it. It just.
0: I bet that's it's, I bet that's quite a unique thing to do, and is um, quite a good venture to be on, in it. I think it's. I think
2: it. He finds it quite rewarding. He's just working away in the garage, just in his own little world, so.
1: That's a bit like Leo's dad. Yeah, it's what always he does. stuff, yeah. it's like really random, no one else does it, so you've got no competition. Yeah, there's loads of really random jobs in there, out there. Yeah, Leo's dad makes mirrors. Oh, he yeah, makes not like even normal ones, mirrors. Like like antique ones. Right. They're not antique, he makes, yeah, new mirrors look antique. I All right, know. does he not make any of those wobbly ones you see in a the theme park? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I should get him to make <laughs> it. But he sells, he sells them to like, Arabs and stuff doesn't he for oh,
2: silly yeah, money like, and hotels oh God, Russian, yeah the
3: ridiculous the Russian royalty and all that like it, it all want him. it's really weird like the market for it oh wait, that's one thing I don't think I'd <laughs> <laughs> and the yeah, best thing he does
0: when he turns up with it he'll go uh, he pretends to be the delivery driver doesn't he so they yes, can't absolutely. ever moan at him for anything <laughs> <laughs> oh I don't know mate it's nothing to do with me no, I'm just chopping no, it off pass <laughs> so uh good childhood over there and when did you get into bikes what what was the sort of thing that kicked that off uh yeah i think from
2: as a kid i was a proper skater kid as i'm sure a lot of people in bikes are just a proper skater kid bit of an emo kid and then got onto got onto the bmx yeah and i was always a really small kid so i i could never like bunny hop or anything because i was so small on this big heavy mongoose couldn't do anything with it yeah and then from from BMX. So after BMX, I got into track riding. So I raced at Manchester Velodrome for three or four years. Oh wow, um, that's a
1: weird transition complete,
2: from BMX to that. Complete it? switch up. I think I saw it on the Olympics or something. I was like, Dad, I want to do that. Yeah. And this was when I was like maybe eleven or twelve. And so then I got into racing track for probably nearly. Uh, three or four years, yeah.
0: Were you pretty good at it?
2: I th- I was a sprinter, yeah. I, I each week I'd I'd go to the velodrome and try and beat my personal best wow. and I wasn't wasn't really an endurance race, I was just an all out sprinter and I actually absolutely loved it, so for for that bit of my life I was racing track and then did quite a bit of road riding to support it and so like I had the legs. Yeah, and I, st- I think I've still got some. Legs still,
0: like- when you do something like that, what you find with a lot of people, I've got a mate who used to do sprinting for Wales, a bit a lot older than, he's even older than me, amazingly, mm. and uh, I would go out with him. He used to have the the Strava record round Landegla when in right. the old days when it was um, quite a lot shorter and pretty simple, and he'd do it on a single speed, and I think he did it in like fifty minutes. I'm it was right. absolutely ridiculous. That's somewhat. And his legs were absolutely huge. I've been riding with him and he's just like a monster up the hills. And I think you just, you never lose that, do you? No, I think obviously I've been a bit more conditioned
2: because I've been riding all the EWS and Enduro. You get more conditioned to like bigger days out and stuff yeah. like that. And I, I go out for a full day pedaling quite happily. But when it comes to a sprint, like I can. Yeah. Got a good not sixty like. Oh, I always wow. I always wanted to have a a, a sprint off the mark against Jess Melamed, but I don't think we ever got it in.
0: Oh really? I
2: think I could like that was I think I could
1: I think I'd do alright. Wow. But <laughs> I'm probably setting myself up for failure there, <laughs> but it would have been a laugh. Um I'm uh, interested to see Jesse's on this year. I was like I've heard it, nothing. It come he's out today. Completely. Has it come out? Yeah, he's on Canyon. Oh, is he? Oh, yeah. is he? Oh, really? Oh, so oh, he's wow. replaced moya
2: Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. He's uh, just come out today. it's probably the worst kept secret in the industry. I don't yeah, know. How you I boys know. No. Yeah, no,
3: we didn't know about
0: that. A bit like the Y team. What? <clears> <laughs> 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 so then you obviously you went from track and then you got on to mountain bikes cool. how did that transition happen um, i think cuz i
2: had my I had track bike and my road bike and at the same time i had i had this like 24 inch BMX it was like a we The people yeah. 24 inch rigid thing It was just cruising around the cruising around with a few of my mates my best mate aid and then it was like i started doing these little jumps and i was like hey this is quite fun and then I watched. Um, I remember went in. I went into Holford's and, and went into the DVD rack. My dad took me there, and in the DVD rack there was a uh, cranked Revolve. Yeah. I don't know if any you boys have seen it. Yeah, I know. But and I was like, oh, that looks good, and it was like on offer for a fiver or whatever. I was like, yeah, I'll get that. And then I watched that and just just started becoming obsessed. And then um, but and then I watched Follow Me. Yeah, that's when Just as Follow Me came out. I was like, "Oh my god, this isn't this is insane!" Like, we need to go and build some jumps in the woods. Like, <laughs> kind of all just clipped. I was like, kind of like, I don't know. It just felt like bloody destiny or something. And then that was at the point where I was fifteen or sixteen, and like for the for the track, I'd gotten. I was like a good sprinter. There was probably some potential there, but then I was like, right, and I don't want to sell my track bike and and buy a hardtail. So I, I did that, sold, bought a Norco hardtail, like a 2008 Norco ride or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, Started trying to build some jumps and go and do some skids in the woods. And like, it was just kind of taking off. And then just as I sold my track bike, I got a letter through um, the, from British cycling to go on the Olympic training program. So really? yeah, yeah. Like to start on like a junior program and I remember having a conversation with my mum like, oh, I'd have to go on this special diet and do all this training and all this. And and like, it could have gone that way if I'm not falling for mountain bikes. I yeah.
0: Could, I, like, it's amazing how many people who you talk to are like pros or do, you know, whatever. They, they had an opportunity to do something different. Like it, talking to Neil Donahue, he could have been like a pro- professional footballer. Mm. he was yeah. pretty good at it one yeah, yeah yeah there's quite a few people like that who've, who've come from other things and they could have done really well and probably could have earned a shit ton more money as well but it's quite nice at the end up mountain biking which is what they love doing it just shows it's it's not all about the money it's pretty great.
2: wild and the di- all the directions that it can, can yeah. go yeah and at, at that point i saw a bike i was like right mountain biking it is yeah and i th- Probably not to my mum's. Probably she wasn't probably that <laughs> impressed. Yeah, me go try and do jumps and all this, and <clears throat> that's when my dad started taking me to places and go go to Landegler and all this blah blah. blah. And then, yeah, um. I bet Landegler wasn't that far from you either, really, was it? Oh, no, it's like fifty minutes on a good run. That yeah, it's not far, not not
1: even that, to be honest. Yeah, that's
0: that's where sort of Todd cut his teeth riding Land, Landegler,
1: Cannock. Yeah, yeah Cannock, really. Star cop? No, not even star no, cop. Oh my! God. I was like 10, 11, so I was just ride the, ride the red. Nice. That was a weekend of riding. <laughs> Loved it. So the the filming
0: thing, um, tea and biscuits. Uh, any mountain biker listening to this if they if they don't know Tim Biscuit I think they've been living under a rock uh, how did you first get into the idea of filming what, how did that come about um, so even for, even from a kid it all kind of
2: makes sense when I think back but even as a kid I always wanted to capture everything that I was doing so if I was on holiday I'd make like a diary or I'd make like a little video yeah. with my dad's camera I always wanted to capture anything good that was happening and then, when we were like in high school, we we try and make these like Jackass videos and stuff yeah. because we were all dead inspired by <laughs> Jackass. We used to love it. Yeah, it yeah. Cringe as if you watch it back now, but <laughs> that's kind of where it came from. And then, and then as the bikes, well, I got into mountain biking and stuff. I was like, oh, let's try and make some mountain bike videos. This would be good. And bought a little cheap Canon 500D. And then when I was I was at that point, I was first year college two of my mates John Eland and Ollie Garcia yeah. they were the OGs and we went up the woods and did a bit of filming and stuff and that's it kind of just kind of just went from there and then my progression as like a filmer and a rider was all like on the same level moving up because that's, that's kind of where it went and then after college let me have a look at my notes here on a sec <laughs> no worries sir can't believe you brought notes that's so professional no like (laughs) i said i've been on podcasts before and like i'm quite bad under pressure my brain just goes to mush there's stuff i want to like
0: explain about what yeah and if you don't and you get to the end you'll be like shit i meant to say this i meant to say that and it's like start kicking yourself so i'll learn from the mistakes but
2: i'd say then i was in college and i thought right there's something to this and so that's when i would start messaging like yeah pros and stuff i remember first messaging like i tried to message like Bryceland, sam dale and i messaged harry heath and harry was the only one who got back to me and at yeah. that point he had a uh, deal with da vinci and and so we did a little video and harry was the first person to actually like entertain me and take me on and we harry's a funny lad like he's a good guy he, he's a class rider absolutely class yeah. and so some of those well we did one f- first video of Harry Heath called Smash and Dash. Funnily enough, and um, and that's still one of my favourite videos because it was like the first proper thing that I did, and then when would that have been then? oh Um, I think that had have been. Uh, it was going into a season, so it was either th- probably thirteen.
0: Oh, fair while ago then. God, you would have well, must have been young years then. Now, it? What were you then? You were eighteen. Something like that 18
2: 19 um, yeah i'd have been coming out coming out of college so yeah. i've been maybe going on 18 yeah on um, 18 probably yeah um but then so i did the stuff with harry yeah and then a few other projects here and there with some of my mates just kind of just figuring out what the hell i was doing and stuff like we did we did a video back in the day if, you, if you've been to forest dean you know gbu yeah, yeah. Um, that tray, we, t- we turned up to Forrester Dean, uh, me, two lads who uh, ride with Rob Kennelly, who's best mate, and then James Bradshaw. We went to GBU, we went to FOD to make a video, and then GBU had opened like the day before. Yeah. And so we were like, oh, new track, we'll film on this. And then like three days later, it was out on Pink Bike, and everyone was like, whoa, whoa, and like it got really good reception. Oh, wow. Um, and the Dean got a free bloody GBU promotional video out of it. <laughs> That's amazing. It's always yeah. stuff
1: like that, though, isn't it? When you're the first to get to summit, yeah. a well, like, complete look as well. We, we don't. Have it's a clue. still fresh. People have never seen like anyone ride it yet. Especially now, like, say you're going to Dovey or summit. If you make any video and film stuff, if you're not like the first person to do it, someone's probably already done it better. Like all the time when we we go there, we'll get a clip, and then you see everyone gets clips in the same spots don't they yeah, yeah. same angles same and they it always, it always do better if like no one's done it yet and you're the first to get to it remember yeah. when
0: we did the Atherton how hard is Atherton's uh, W yeah, bike park mate, that video. was our yeah biggest video because mm. we were sort of the first ones and then there's me going down like the slab chat, absolutely shitting oh myself my <laughs> <laughs> and I think people like it when it's genuine fear and you're not trying to act like some sort of pro you mm. know what I mean but um, but that that's along the lines of how different it is from you being a proper, what I would call a proper film editor, and then like we're vloggers. I I always think that's such a different thing. It is a different kettle of fish, but at the end of the day, it's all
2: it's all kind of the same, but yeah, it's just yeah. made differently. Yeah, yeah, like aimed at different people. I don't know, but it's still the same kind of.
0: I think if you're a A proper decent editor, and you're trying to do two vlogs a week. You're just gonna, you'd be so busy. You just have no time because it takes so much longer, don't it, to do a proper edit than to just produce a vlog. Yeah, it depends.
2: It, I don't know. People all work in different ways, but yeah. If I go out for, say, a pretty normal project, would be to go and make two and a half to three minute video, spend two to three days filming it, and then two days. Wow
3: editing two to three days filming it
2: usually do two filming days maybe three um, oh, and, really? and then probably two to two and a half days editing wow incredible wow,
3: i didn't think it took that long i thought it was just one day filming and then
2: no no well i mean it depends what time of year and where you are because in the winter like when where did we go i went to ireland to do a video of ronan and because it was approaching winter days were really short weather was shite um, yeah and but that video we did that was shot over nearly four days wow. because yeah, that was nuts. Uh, yeah, it, it came out Denver, so yeah. good i was buzzing with it but like that was a case of getting to it took four days because we went to each spot and just cherry picked all the good spots so we went to this wood three or four clips here yeah. Drove over here three or four clips here and that's when it can because we wanted the standard really, really high. So we were like, right, we're only filming the best stuff here. Like, we're not. So that's, like I say, usually two or three days
0: filming. On one, of, days. one of the things I, I tend to avoid it now because I'm a bit more sort of clued up on... Mentioning places, then not mentioning certain places. Have you got in any shit over the time for filming certain places and uh, people going? Oh, I can't believe you filmed here. I didn't want people to know about this. So, bearing in mind, we have <laughs> touch wood. Not really.
1: It's yeah. sort of different, though, isn't it? Because it's just like a short section of the track, whereas vlog. You can see you going into the trail, riding the full trail, and around it. Yeah, is- I think I think we've been quite careful with that because obviously, a lot of the spots we
2: may have been to may yeah, be yeah yeah on the wrong side of the law. So you you just never mention the spot name. You just you just make it look like every other wood. Like and you be a little bit more not so much covert, but. You you just don't film it. like a road. Yeah, you just it, yeah. just be sensible yeah. with it. We haven't really. I'm trying to think actually. Um, I know of people who've gotten the shit for filming like on parts of the peaks, which is like protected and stuff. Like, ah, uh,
0: we've we've had shit. We've had to re- more in the old days. I've had to remove videos. I've had mm. emails off. Certain organisations. I've recently just had an email off the oh, of forestry. Yeah, uh, I, I filmed some mates, or I might have filmed some mates. <laughs> Myself, yeah. At a certain place where they were digging a trail, and yeah, I got a full-on legal letter off the forestry and just saying like,
1: said so you need to apply for a permit. If yeah, you they're want trying to, to film get me to apply land for, for, again.
0: Yeah, and I just, I just removed the video straight away and just emailed back nicely. He said sorry. He said I won't film people digging again. Mm. But it's things like you don't really think about it, and then afterwards you're like, oh shit! Of course it is. You know, it is actually against the law. Mm. It's because yeah. you just get kind of you don't get numb to it, but it's like
2: you're just so involved with all this digging and yeah, yeah, like riding or whatever. It's just kind of like oh, this is just what people do. But then it's not really no. I don't. We haven't really. We've done quite well. You just kind of. We've had to definitely. We've had a few permits and stuff, and had to fill out a lot of forms and stuff because, for the most part, we want to do be legit because a lot some of these projects are like got decent budgets, for yeah. Big brands, so like you have to be legit. You have to make sure. But like back in the day, you just go and do it and yeah. get away with it. Usually. <laughs>
0: and, yeah it's, it's crazy how, how on top it gets and with trail diggers as well that you know there's certain spots like uh, I won't say where it is but it's not far from Bala and if you go there and film oh my god <laughs> I, I did a edit an edit I did a, a vlog from there near a lake and um, it's I didn't even show entries and exits. And there was no way you could know where it was. And still one of the trail builders tried to give me some stick. They are like, I can't believe you filmed here, blah, blah. Oh, really? And I was like, mate, you can't tell. The only people who will know where it is are people who know where it is. Yeah. No one's going to look at that video and go, oh, I know where that is. Because they don't. And the thing it's, is with that is, like, obviously a
2: trail builder is passionate about the track yeah, and yeah. stuff. And... But it's still it's not even their land I like, know anyone yeah. can do well, obviously illegally anyone can do anything they want, you can go and ride it, and obviously you can respect what they've done, and you're not telling people where it is and all this kind of stuff, but like at the end of the day, anyone can ride any track. they exactly. just have to be respectful yeah. and i'm sure sure you guys are, but it's like if you'd turned up and been like right, if you go down the a three f- three one here and yeah. then turn left <laughs> like,
0: obviously then you're a tit but yeah yeah. Yeah, we keep everywhere where you don't want people to know. We keep it either secret or just don't show, you know, entries in it Even exits. things
1: like if you're Strava, you just put it private. Yeah, like, exactly. Just people yeah. Can just look on there. and I then think you've it's, got the whole
0: thing. It's just a case of
2: just mutual respect between riders and people in the industry. Yeah. Some people break that, unfortunately, but a lot of people will respect it. It's like... I I do my best. Even we filmed at a lot of spots where the diggers are. I put a lot of graft in, yeah, and like treat it as their own. And but yeah, and obviously like we ask them, make sure it's okay. Like a lot of, lot of the times, I'm like like look, we want to film here. You can come down. I'll get you some clips. Like as a thank you, we try to keep it as nice as possible yeah. for everyone.
0: Um, so when you were getting into it and when you started filming, was there any other mountain bike filmers that you sort of or or mountain bike films that you looked up to and thought I love that you know that gave you a sort of inspiration I think I was
2: I was part of that wave of kids who loved the Coastal Crew yeah Um, I was part of that and all the films they made we were just really inspired by the films the lifestyle like what they were portraying I think the whole world was people were obsessed with those guys and what they did so I was I was part of that wave and follow me. Loved that. Um,
0: Any of the old sprung stuff? N- no.
3: Is that a bit <laughs> honestly? No. Too, nah, no it's because he's in it. Because he's yeah. not a fan. Little bit hairstyles <laughs> in it. People <laughs> people are.
2: think I might be like a sprung super fan, but I wrote this down actually. I didn't watch a full sprung or earth film until 2018 until really? Joel Anderson sat me down and was like, right, we'll put sprung on. I think we were we might have been on a Whistler trip or something, but that was the first time he'd ever which
0: one did you watch
2: i can't can't remember now i've definitely watched them all now yeah yeah. it was 2018 the first time i watched one and and i was like oh jesus like now i kind of like
0: see the style and i was like oh this was a thing that was obviously that was when we were riding that was our that was what we looked up to as the 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 films they were brilliant you know uh, go on
1: tell them dad's good music
0: him. yeah me, me and Stu got in like sprung to quite a lot doing some daft presenting he was and he was going it. around and taking the piss out of people but i can't i literally cannot watch that now it makes me cringe
1: oh it's horrible <laughs> class well, yeah like those films have like... horns cut into your hair and everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah the
3: hairstyles are amazing <laughs> that's yeah, brilliant that's oh like, yeah but it was
2: terrible they they were like I only got into mountain biking like twenty eleven, so like all the stuff I was getting into was all this cinematic kind of Canadian vibe stuff. Like anything before that, I was just like, why would I be like? I'm not that asked about that. I'm asked about yeah. all this cool stuff that's happening. So now. what
0: about? I mean, the other thing that I was thinking along those lines is. Do you take influence off, I don't know, some sort of TV programs or any decent films from now or from the, you know? Do you look at them and just look at the way they're edited and get ideas? Um, I would say I got inspired a lot by the props Road Fools, the BMX
2: stuff back yeah. in the day. Watched, used to watch that all the time. Loved that style. Um, So that was ingrained in my head from a young age. And I was watching old skate videos, street BMX videos. Like yeah. I was obsessed with that kind of stuff but then as far as tv and film like not so much like i'm not really a sounds strange but i'm not really a film guy yeah like here and there like i like star wars and lord the rings all the stuff i grew up with but but then then like tv don't
1: like i'm sure you boys don't watch much tv either but just watch stuff online yeah that's that's it that's just you can't really like take inspiration from Star Wars for a mountain bike video kind of <laughs> well bit, no bit of a stretch <laughs> no it's,
2: I don't really if I was to watch films it's like if, it's like an escape or something, it's not like I go on that and I'm like right I'm going to look at yeah. how this is edited yeah. and I play it everything, all the inspiration kind of comes from as from what I grew up with kind of and then I just mash it into like in my head I'm like right what would i want to see and i'd make him what i want to see so did what? you ever
3: see them old ifht videos
2: yeah yeah they were good they
3: were really yeah good. they used to like have red cameras and that and they're like british columbia and the shit they used to come out with was amazing like yeah that was matt Dennison. Like, he's a
1: genius yeah um amazing like filming yeah it's all like Proper that like f- sort of bridges it. the gap done it between sort of a vlog and more your type of stuff for the f- like filming filming yeah they kept, must they have kept so long to make oh i think yeah
2: those boys knew exactly what they were doing though they were yeah bit, like, they were pro weren't they, they were
0: pro. i've got some homework for you for after this oh yeah <laughs> i want you to when you get home get i can probably get it online get a copy of if you haven't seen it on any sunday it's literally my favorite uh, it's, it's motorbikes but it's from the 1970s okay and it's got like Steve McQueen and people like that in it and it's absolutely amazing watch this it's It's what got me into biking and motorbike it's so good and it's like super chilled out Um, it's made by a bloke called Bruce Brown who did all the surfing videos in the 70s dead famous and he like follows all these motorbikers around the U.S. as they do all the national series, and it's so good.
1: Ratboy did adorable. a post the other day, didn't it? Like yeah, Cliff and all doing some little jump on the motorbikes on the road, and he put the tune over it this on any Sunday tune. And I was like, you commented like best film, and someone yeah. someone must have thought it was like something he'd done, something Ratboy Boy had done. This like fifteen-year-old kid replied, "Oh, what film is it?" <laughs> <laughs> like Think yeah, it's so on any Sunday. Check
0: it out. Um, right so what about like for the filming geeks or the editing geeks what equipment do you have and how did you learn to edit and what are you editing on okay so to so start with just all the gear yeah
2: um, so at the moment camera setup is Sony PXW Z280 which is my main big camcorder yeah and um, which is all the pan and zoom kind of stuff. And then I've got a Canon C for like cine kind of lifestyle. nice looking product yeah. stuff. Um, and then I have the good old dad cam, which is, and it's, it's about yay big. I know yeah, it's a transfer trans, uh, <laughs> on audio. But got that from uh, a fella in crew
1: for 25 quid off Facebook Marketplace. Is that like
0: what you were using bought, for
1: a while? Like last year I bought a camcorder for like 30 quid off Marketplace. And nice. Bought a fisheye lens off ebay for like 15 quid and taped this it boy onto knows. The this boy knows We boy knows Yeah. but we filmed like we filmed like a load of stuff every year we and had a idea
3: sick was, edit going and then you just, nah, just be
1: asked. the idea was we got to the end of the year and we were like oh we will put it all together it'll be sick But because we'd all like got so much better over the year all yeah. the stuff on the start was
3: shit. Oh and
1: there's no point doing this
3: nah there's amazing clips on there that were just lost though yeah like, it was just like funny, funny shit from the races because it was like brought to every race as well nice So oh, I'm yeah, boys <laughs> buying a dad
2: camera for shy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah cracking on yeah. instead of just getting phone clips and stuff No, i like it yeah i like it but apart from that's the go the camera set to at the
0: moment yeah, yeah. um and what no. about your editing suite? What do you use and um, how did you learn? Did you um, all self-taught?
2: Yeah, pretty much. I've used Premiere, Adobe yeah. Premiere, all my life. Tried a, a few other softwares in, in uni, but never really got
0: on with it. Do you edit um, it on a Mac? Yeah. <laughs> well, so our my biggest fridge. mistake, and I'll still say this, is like when I learnt to um, air... Quote, edit. Uh, I I learnt on Sony Vegas on um, a PC. Yeah. And now I wouldn't have a clue how to work a Mac, even though I'd love one. And uh, we we got Premiere, didn't we? And uh, neither of us could get a, get a fucking heads around it. No, at all. I
1: started to work it out, but it just I was so slow with it, like because right. it's it's so different from Vegas. And the only reason I've i've had vegas for ages since i was like probably 12 i got it to make some shit video me and my mates made and it's the only thing i could get for free because i I managed to download like a cracked one online (laughs) and i've just used that ever since that was my dad started on it It was because he got a computer and he's like oh what do i get i was like i can get you this one for free we'll try this and just use it ever since yeah yeah we
0: did did buy it in the end but it's Compared to like Premiere Pro and it's, it's quite very
2: basic. The
1: free one just kept crashing. We lost yeah. so many vlogs. Yeah, we so think, I best. think
2: every software does. Even mm. with the latest version of Premiere, it's still really it's great. It's, I've had times where it's just so buggy. Yeah. Like some updates are great, some are awful.
0: The most annoying thing about having a PC is you got to have WeTransfer Pro to get the clips on there. Whereas <laughs> <You laughs> if you, air, you got agile, airdrop, you just yeah. airdrop it all, don't you? Yeah, I've been on,
2: well, I've been on Premiere ever since the start mac for maybe oh, probably like six years now but my, as my dad my dad was the same he got on mac the the other year going from pc, to PC and yeah. he was just like oh how would you work this and it was yeah. like, it's not that <laughs> difficult like it's you'll get your head around it but they're actually like more simple i think there's like yeah it's just less
1: different, it's things like, to do, aren't
2: they? just different user interface like you soon get used to it yeah but, um but I think I'm pretty much self-taught like like I say I went to uni um, but even before uni on the r to edit I'd, I'd just downloaded like trial premiere or whatever and just had a I think I ended up started paying for it pretty early on because I knew I was going to spend a lot of time with it and then started learning all the shortcuts and stuff like that and got to uni and I, and I didn't really I mean I did learn bits at uni but what uni did you go to? I went to Chester University, yeah. but the Warrington campus, which right. was twelve minutes from my house. Oh, brilliant! And that was the campus that specialised in like TV production and uh, photography. Is so, that what
1: you did at uni? Was it just yeah uh, it was, media?
2: Yeah, it was TV production combined with
0: photography, like a dual honours thing. And and while all this is going on, I take it you're still riding a lot. And and is there, or was there at the time a good scene around your area?
2: Yeah through uni when what was that like 18 19 20 years old like I was I was riding a lot at that point I probably had uh, like an orange alpine 160 or Kona Entourage or something yeah. along those lines just out riding every weekend and um, went into uni did my work came home didn't want anything to do with the uni lifestyle at all and yeah still don't like yeah. I, I just every. <laughs> Just never never wanted to do any of that because i knew the next day i'd be riding or filming or working on something or out with me mates. like
0: um, i think that's a bit like these lads at school Is like obviously they left now but um like last year when they were at school they got all the, all the school lads to go down the park and get pissed and all that and these just wanted to go on their bikes didn't they um,
1: no, i miss i miss prom to go riding good lads <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't keen on that
0: yeah
2: Good lad, but yeah that was kind of what was going on at, at uni and then second year uni um I was getting bits of uh freelance work. Yeah. Um from dirt, which you can get onto in in a minute and then it'll all make sense. But ah. um so that was second year uni, I started with freelance bits and bobs. Um went to Bell World Cup Finals that year. Came home and then I had a part-time job at JTF, which is like a big cash and carry warehouse. Yeah. And I was just like, sod this. And just uh, left and start and set up as a sole trader, self-employed. Yeah, yeah. And then that was that. And then the rest of uni, I was like, well, I might as well finish it. But honestly, and this is where dirt comes in. So second year of university, I had to do a work placement. Um, and I wanted to go to BBC or ITV because that was, so my university kind of fed at media city in yeah. Manchester. So I wanted to get in. That's why I was doing a TV production degree. I was like, okay, I want to start doing TV. I don't know why in TV, but I wanted to do something in that. And then looking at work placement and I was like, right, I'm into bikes. Like, and so I was messaging like MB UK, like MBR, Dirt, just sending emails. And then, uh, do you know Dave Jackman?
0: Yeah, Dave, yeah, he so was Dave, Dirt, um what was it he did at Dirt? I remember He was Dave. like
2: one of the editors, yeah. uh, like deputy editors or that's whatever. Right. But, but Dave uh, got back to my email and he was like, oh, let me ask Mike Rose. We might want a T-boy. And I was like, yeah. oh, here we go, here we go. And um, and then Dave was like, yeah, you can come down. And, I was, and he was like, how long is it for? And I was like, oh, it's a five-week placement. And he was like, five weeks, bloody hell. I was like, yeah, that's what it is, sorry. And then I um, went down to Monmouth for five weeks, stayed in a, uh look b&b for five weeks um five weeks in yeah B&B. it's quite yeah but my uni paid for it so i was like oh, so we're what were easy. you filming with dirt then so i got into the placement um uh, oh is that Ian?
0: <laughs> that's uh yeah that's the dogs and wifey has arrived <laughs> uh, what was i i
2: got to the placement and Funny story, actually, I'll get back to it in a minute. I turned up at the dirt office. I didn't have a clue what dirt was like or what the mountain bike industry was like at that point. So yeah. I turned up in, like, shirt and tie, thinking it was that <laughs> type of place. And I was just, I walked in, and, like, Dave and, and, like, James McKnight and Steve Jones were all there looking half homeless. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, my God. And then I was like, Jesus. I remember Ben Winder looking at me for the first time, like, who is this kid, and what the hell is he doing? And so I lost the shirt and tie after, like, two or three days, and then yeah. it actually came in an appropriate but um, they were just having me do like like little photo bits for the site and like little video bits and just kind of and then making brews for everyone Yeah, make, teaching me how to make a cup, proper cup of tea
1: oh, uh, so that's is that where the ideas come from no no <laughs> no I've just always been oh I should film this every day I just had tea and biscuits so (laughs) I just that's that's where the name come from I was just obsessed with it still I like that though in the videos when you get everyone's like different things on, how do you do it what what biscuit do you have yeah Yeah, yeah, that is actually one of the questions
0: so we're going to get that question out now how do you think is the correct way to make a cup of tea and what's your favourite biscuit uh, oh god, this is a bit of controversial. One, my my girlfriend, Amy like she
2: hates me for this. Absolutely hates me. But I have like medium strength, but I have it quite milky. Like, oh my god. Yeah, oh, this is. If offended, f- I might as well just leave now. Yeah, yeah. But I, I'm quite milky, and then I there's I two made a list. <laughs> Actually, I made a list of my favourite uh, biscuits. Once yeah,
0: I, I asked <laughs> you for the top five, didn't
2: I? No, I have made a list. Uh, it's got to be Hobnobs. Occasional shortbread, those little Viennese things there, good dippers, and yeah. the, um, digestives are always good. Yeah. No bonbons. Um, I know what they're
3: called. Bonbons. they sweets. What <laughs> the ones with the bourbon? That's it.
1: Ooh. That's Biscoff. Sick. Biscoff for the best ones, I think. Oh, that's yeah, a shell. Yeah, Biscoff, Biscoff. Like Actually, yeah, Biscoff's good. Yeah, my but Mrs. Earl Amy, she hates me for that. Yeah, Grey. Leo's house is just Earl Grey. It's really
0: weird. inspired by that. Earl Grey, you have to have two tea bags in, or it doesn't taste the it, it just tastes of flowers. This tastes like you've taken a load of flowers yeah. out of the garden. Mm.
3: I have to have honey I'm natural with it. I like honey in it. Nah, mate. You got it's raw. Weak. I had. Uh, sure
2: I went to a shop in Manchester actually and got this rhubarb and custard tea. Yeah. yeah. Sounds dreadful. Honestly, great. Really? Really, really good. <laughs> yeah, I had rhubarb and custard tea That's for a while. Weird. That was nice. Do you ever
3: drink herbal tea? like herbal Lemon and ginger. My mum's well keen on that. A
0: uh, green it's tea's is like all right, but yeah. But you're from the no. posh end of town, so you have all posh. Oh, <laughs> uh, posh end of town,
3: golden, golden, golden of
0: leaves and, and everything. <laughs> so, so, I think this is bear in mind, I'm like also landscape gardener, stroke builder, so it's like mm. builder's tea. Uh, hot water directly on the tea bag, no milk in it. So if you put the milk in strange, no, that's, sh- that's correct. Yeah, yeah. You should be shot if you put yeah. the milk in oh, first. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> let far. it brew. Take tea bag out, then add the milk. But it's got to be strong. That's my. that's yeah. How make it right Yeah. I, I love one like that. I like yeah. a strong brew. Yeah, yeah. What? But people who make who put the milk in first, like my wife over there, and every time she does it, I'm like, what are you doing? And it's, it's, oh, it's weird. It's a bit yeah, of a sin, really. Yeah, it is, yeah. Oh, that's, that's wrong. <laughs> so it's wrong. So, back, back to Dirt, you're there, you're there working for Jonesy and Dave. Um, obviously, I know these boys because I worked for Dirt years and years ago, before them lot. Um, I never went to the Dirt offices, even though it was before then, that was like, it was down south somewhere when I worked for them. Hmm. Um, Oh, was that did a different you, publisher, was that? Yeah, 4130. Yeah. Uh, and that was the BMX Ride and Dig magazine. So so were you shooting... Did you end up shooting the videos where Jonesy would do, like, little reviews and showcases of bikes and stuff? Were you with them when they did that?
2: I don't think I did much... I don't think I did much with Jonesy at all. My main memory of Jonesy is going to Fort William that year. Actually, I I was unlucky enough to share a hotel room with him. Likes a drink, doesn't he? Oh my! I can't, <laughs> cannot tell you. I can't. I have no words for how that bathroom smelt in the morning. Yeah, but I was like, <laughs> "You are a revolting human being," and I am leaving right now.
0: <laughs> we used to me and Stu when we used to do the Welsh Dragon races back in the day. We always used to go and stay at Jonesy's house. Yeah, and it was mental. It was, it was in the middle of the countryside and God knows where, somewhere in Wales. And you'd be in the house and a chicken would be walking on the side in the kitchen. Uh, Like it was just, it was like proper hillbilly. And I remember the one night we, me and Stu were kipping in this tiny little caravan outside and i think may have had something to do with the chicken on the side we'd eaten something and i got food poisoning oh, in the middle God, and i was I literally shitting through the eye of a needle <laughs> oh it was
3: horrendous ring of fire Jesus. and i called him i called him
0: i called him a jippo. i said fucking hell jonesy it's so, a right jippo or something like that and he went mentally don't you call me a fucking jippo. <laughs> But yeah, I love Jones, yeah, I get whenever I see him he comes and gives me a big hug, but he is he's a mad as a box of frogs. Love him to pieces. He's an absolute yeah. icon, but Jesus Christ he is something
2: else. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: When he drinks, like, watch out.
2: <laughs> Unbelievable. But no, I didn't I didn't really um, feel much with him there. I was just doing like product based stuff and then um, just bits and bobs for the website at that point and then It was that was when I was still trying to film, like, I was trying to emulate, like, Coastal Crew stuff. I wanted to shoot, like, really fancy looking, artsy stuff. And then Dave Jackson was like, Right, here's a camcorder, try and use this. And then I was like, Oh my God, this is amazing. So it really is down to Dave. Oh, well done. He did a. What's he doing now? Dave, he worked for Seven for a while. Yeah, that's right. I'm
0: not sure what he's doing. I tried to do that job before him. (laughs) Right. I got it off. um, Oh what's his name, Matt Yo, who was like the boss, Matt, what one of the bosses, he goes, can you, it was early in the days of media, and he goes, can you do our social media, because it was sort of sponsored by Royal, and, uh, I was like, yeah, I'll have a go, I didn't have a fucking clue, <laughs> and I tried to do it for about a week, and then I ended up just saying, mate, I can't do this, I don't know what I'm doing, and then <laughs> Dave, who obviously knew what he was doing, took over, and it was like a proper job
2: for a while. Yeah, I'm not sure what he's doing now, but yeah, he, he took me on and did like I literally owe everything to, to Dave. Yeah, so yeah um, but yeah he gave me a camcorder he was like "Oh, try this and so I started using this poor, good old camcorder the other dirt and then ended up buying my own little camcorder after that and then it just went from
0: there um, I remember something Dave told me and it always sticks in my mind and I'll never forget it and it was early in the days of getting like you know when you're trying to black stuff and trying to get sponsorship and freebies and i never forget him saying to me he goes you'll never pay the mortgage with a set of handlebars so he's like saying product isn't everything you need to be chasing the money yeah and yeah and it was just that saying well, i don't know why it always sticks in my head so i just thought i'd get that out thanks david <laughs> <No. listening. laughs> i'm still getting handlebars <laughs> um so how did you go how did you like transition from dirt to and biscuits what where where did you get the idea and how long did it take to work on it and well uh, from on. from dirt i kind of go chronolo- chronologically just
2: so it makes a bit more sense from from dirt they put me in touch with Ben Reed who ran the dirt race team yeah this was 2014 15 14, yeah put me in touch with them so i got work through them and went to some races and stuff and then it's still at that time I was like, oh Dave, I would love to make a full film because I always wanted to make longer films and then he was like, yeah, we can do it but we just need to have a bit of a thing and I knew that waiting a year or two would do a world of good because I could get a better camera, I could get yeah. better skills, I could get better contact so I waited a little bit of time and then we are like, right, let's make a film and I wanted to call it like a, a British lesson on riding a bicycle or something like patriotic, kind of yeah. like that. And then they were like, oh no, too wordy, too wordy, which it was. And then it was Dave who also came up with like, oh, what about, like, we were on about foods and then he was like, "Well, what about pie or British pie? And then that was that. Um, so with that, and then we started on the British pie
3: films, yeah. which we did three of consecutive years. You filmed them with Liam in it. Liam, what's his name? Long brown hair. Newsom. <laughs> yeah, the long brown hair. <laughs> oh, he helped on. Yeah, he helped on a
2: few. Didn't he? he helped on like two, three sections maybe. But Bridge Pie end to end was just same. Auntie and biscuits is pretty yeah. much just me. Yeah, it? yeah. I'm doing almost everything, which I like to keep that way because I don't know, it's my brainchild, kind of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I will get help where I need it, but. Um, those so films were sick British <laughs> so Parties like they the were I used to walk, walk, yeah um, we kind of went a bit wild with them I, I used to, to watch them so much they no were way. amazing. that's good to hear off boys like your age as well because yeah. like I say I'm, I've am i got 10 years on you boys so I don't know what kids are watching these days I thought you are all on TikTok not watching British <laughs> Parties
3: so. my favourite one well, well there's two favourites of mine there's one of Jono has got oh, that road s- gap yeah the road gap is that sick that tune as well the tune goes so well with it and then there's one with a tank and then it goes on to rap, rap-, boy rap- or, like falls off a, off a cliff into a stream <laughs> that ride was unreal
1: it
2: was sick yeah that, I, I honestly thought he'd just he'd kind of gone off the edge and yeah. kind of pulled up and just landed like flat bottom. He and gets up and he's like,
1: oh, that one gnarly road. Yeah. <laughs>
2: the next thing he said to me is he was like, I'm going home and I'm going for a bath. I was like, okay, <laughs> you go. Because he just had the absolute fright of his life. Right. Me and me and Ben Winder, the photographer, thought he'd, thought that was it. Yeah. like
3: It was a big like drop as well. I think mm-hmm. that's, I think that's about I don't know. 15 feet. 15, feet 15 a 16 feet to stream. Ra- he's
0: a rare breed, isn't he,
2: Rat Boy? Unbelievable. Yeah. It was funny, if you watch that clip back, he dropped off a wall onto a bank, hit the path, and as he was going to do it, I was like, Are you going to stop on this path? And he was like, Oh, yeah, I've got a shorty or something. She'll hook up. <laughs> she did not hook up. Oh, he no, understood. Yeah. It's
3: <laughs> yeah, so, sure. so loose, is it? It's amazing. Yeah. How he from. British Pie that kind of helped
2: like push my name to the spotlight and get, in, get on with some of the brands and then the brand work kind of just rolled on from there. Did you
0: get sponsorship for your first films like the British Pies and stuff? Yeah so How did you go about getting that? So because it was, these films were for dirt so yeah.
2: I just made the films and they they were factory media at the time so they had they were a big corporation in London. Oh, yeah, they yeah, had yeah. contacts. And so they helped get the budget in and obviously pay for the film and then make themselves a bit of dough or whatever. But each film had its own set sponsors. And then by the end, we had, we had quite a few at the end. We had Monster on board for the last, or wow. well, second one, mm-hmm. the third one, which was like dream, absolute dream come true. Couldn't believe yeah. it. Could not believe it. But um, And then from... British Pies brand work kind of got better and better I did a few more years in the World Cup and then had a break and then from there it just kind of I just kind of kept develop developing like my style and skills and identity yeah I knew it was like a brand in itself and like just made sure I could be as like my identity and I don't know how to say it. The yeah, style of filming,
0: that's yeah,
3: just it, yeah. kind of.
0: You must have felt quite proud doing all that and getting a real good rep for yourself and people loving all the all the films.
2: Yeah, it was a, it was a strange one. I was just so focused on making films because it's what I just loved to do and just getting all these like riders involved and people wanted to be involved. That was the yeah. Thing. I was just like, I'm just making some some funny films here with some good riding in and. And then people believed in it and people loved it. And we, and then we, the premier events were great. That was the most rewarding bit when people come to your event and sit down and watch a film. And, wow. Because and, and, a lot of it's just...
0: It's just daft ideas in my that, head. That like, must be... I always imagine that must be one of the coolest things is once you get that reputation, you don't even have to search out riders. They'll come to you, I should imagine.
2: Um, yes, I know. Like people... Do ask to get involved and then if i can fit them into a video somewhere or film segment i can but like i i want i try and keep my standards really really high so for like film sections and stuff i'll like like hand pick certain people and there's so many good riders and there's lots there's more always riders. a
1: couple in the in the videos isn't there who are like like under the radar, and it's sort of yeah. yeah the Tashers, hell, well
3: guy on that team and biscuits, he's sick.
1: Oh, Ewan Thompson, yeah, Scottish guy, he's Scottish.
3: he's a
2: mad
1: scouse lad,
3: the one who had the massive rage oh. age, you gave him a
1: bite.
2: Yeah, the Wolf, he's does
3: uh, he still ride?
2: The Wolf no he's into some sketchy shit now. <laughs> like, but yeah. the Wolf, yeah, they're just just the, the type of people that try and kind of help out, and they're the type of people who I can use my reach and platform and name to to give them the spotlight. That's why you and Thompson and Team Biscuits got a section because no one like no one really knows his name as from the Scots obviously but and I was like, this guy's un- like unbelievable on a hardtail. And then then the likes of like Joel Anderson, Josh Gleave, like Ant Hale even and, and probably quite a few others who you kind of like almost talent spot and you're like wow these guys are good yeah. this guy deserves his own video this guy did, like
0: Dar- Darren Evans on
1: our tour what there an you absolute go. lunatic and that that um, Sky, that yeah. anast- Anastasis the one on the fucked yeah. bike in Greece oh my god Yeah, I'm just looking at it, got the second slice of British Pie got 850,000 views I think that That's was on oh, an hour long video as so well it's insane it's yeah the British Pie did
3: they did do really well. They were and insane. Then, Best Matt and White video. Honestly. Oh, well. If I don't know, know about it, that, but... It was an amazing. I used to like just constantly watch all of them. <laughs> like, literally, I used to just... Re- I'll have them on repeat. <laughs> Fanboy. I was. That's wild. That's how, wild. How
0: long would one of those take you to edit with all that, that hour-long British pie? Each British pie was shot in
2: about or five mo- no maybe six months it wasn't long
0: and the, was that what you were doing at the time full time
2: yeah so I finished I'm pretty sure I finished like I think we finished world cup season or season and then as soon as the season ended we'd get stuck in Just the whole winter we'd, we'd film like October to February or yeah. March it'd come out in March or April so wow. and really for an hour long film that's a really short so so I had to sort all the days, made sure all the riders were available on the right Jesus days. Jesus Christ. Do all the <laughs> travelling, get everyone together, make sure you get what you need. I would source like all the music, I would pull everything together and then in like seven months it'd be together and done and
1: ready. So you how use would you like M Z boom back, then you? That's yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, um, how would you like go through editing it? Do you do each bit as I go? Each bit as you go along, yeah. And I'll, then I'll just link them all up. Generally, if I crack. shoot
2: something over, say, we go and shoot for two days. As soon as I get back, I would edit the bulk of it together while it's fresh in my head. I'd edit. I'd already have a soundtrack in mind or some soundtrack options. did yeah. Put put it together, so it's mostly there. I wouldn't finish it off. I would come back to it. So I'd come back to the bulk, watch it through again, and be like, right. And then I'd make
0: my final tweaks. Wow. What? Well, uh, how How do you go about with? copyrighted music I've often wondered about because we I've been pulled up on it a couple of times on YouTube because I try to avoid it yeah it um, really depends back back in the day when we
2: were just doing videos on Pink Mike and, and stuff like that like we'd just use whatever we want because obviously Pink Mike didn't have any you couldn't get caught on there right and, you, and we weren't make a lot of the stuff we were doing back in the day wasn't sponsored videos it was just just writing videos we just used whatever we want because it was a good song but yeah I knew yeah. at some point you'd have to be legit going forward and then British Pies most of that stuff is just like either copyright free and they let us license the odd song when when we had the budget so I would go through like small record labels and stuff to get it licensed which can be expensive and also a ball ache and then like the past I don't know maybe three, four years um, a lot of copyright stuff copyright free stuff now can be quite good if you know how to look. Yeah. So, depending on people's budgets or where the videos going, you can just get a good copyright free song. But for both Team Biscuits films, that's all sourced off Bandcamp. Right. So, I go on to Bandcamp for like 3 or 4 days and I'll search out good unsigned bands. A lot of people ask me this actually. And this is how how you get well, how I get good soundtracks that match riding that's like grungy and cool yeah and like go on band camp, find a load of unsigned bands send them a message say you're gonna get good exposure we can offer you uh, whatever X amount of money yeah and most of the time they will be keen and then you can I send them like a contract a pretty simple contract Um, send them the dough and the buzzing there's no um record labels to go through there's no bollocks to go through and a lot of the time unsigned artists with that type of music isn't registered right so youtube doesn't YouTube know doesn't what it flag is it. doesn't know what it is we've had a few that have been a ball ache. on team biscuits
0: but we've got around that but that's that's where i find my music top top like i said before when we're editing Todd puts a lot more effort into his edits, and he'll use a lot more music than me. And what you've got a way around some of
1: it? with well, YouTube, Nah, it's you? like
3: oh, you just like mixes and shit, don't you? Yeah, I'll go or I'll
1: go like I don't know. We don't really use much music, but if I do like sort of a filmy bit in the middle of a vlog, I just go on like old, so like an old shy effect set or something, and you just get because you can see where it's copyrighted can't you because it comes up in the description what songs are and yeah. at what time so if there's like a big gap in it where there's no copyright you can just use any of that because it doesn't really matter with pinned it doesn't get enough views from them to like want to sue you for putting it in mm. if anyone ever found out and no one would find out they're all sets from like early 2000s late 90s oh, okay. no one's nice. no one's gonna care <laughs> yeah, yeah it's but easy
2: then that's really and that's still what I do going forward I can yeah. offer like copyright free stuff or I know like a lot of bands around the world now that I can just message and be like, yo, can we use this song? here? Oh, some cool. dope. And they're just like, yeah, absolutely. And then, and then like you say, that MZ boom back. He's sick. First <laughs> team biscuits. I found him on Bandcamp and messaged yeah, him. The Cade. Yeah. 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 Replied straight away. He was so keen. Um, he was like "Yeah, here's all oh, let me just take use what you want use what you want I was like oh my god and like this guy's quite big on Spotify now I think
3: I yeah, read, like, yeah, he gets yeah. quite a lot a of nostalgic
1: listens. or whatever it is that mm. tune that's big they got using yeah, yeah. um, it was um, on the stunt jumper when it got released he used one of his tunes I that was what. probably me yeah yeah it probably was I actually. don't know
2: anyone else using his stuff for mountain biking so
0: so what sort of um, other than your own films um I mean I noticed today that you've got that one that came out that we were talking about before with Craig Evans. What sort of other work are you getting? Um so outside of the films and stuff, I'm either
2: the past four years I've been doing the EWS with Rock Mountain, so yeah. that takes up most of my summer. And then I'm doing lots of brand work for like Nuke Proof Specialised UK. Um who's ringing me? Luke Cryer. Sorry Luke, <laughs> you're gonna have to wait. Um yeah, I do bits for like nuke proof specialised, like juice lubes and lots of UK brands and kind of branching out to other brands now it's it's and then at the moment lots for vital, like they let me yeah, just
1: the crack, just really they just
2: let me crack on with the rolls, which is sick. Um
1: Well And then apart like
2: from that there's not really much else. Ninety five percent bikes, all mountain biking, yeah. just
0: yeah and you're still enjoying it do you ever find it a chore and you're like oh god I'm getting piss wet right through I've had enough of this no not really to be honest like some mornings I'm just like
2: oh Jesus Christ it's 5.30 I can't be arsed yeah. but then an hour later once I've had a
1: brew, I'm just like oh yes it's sound like, Yeah. yeah. You be is there able- any is there any times where it's like you're filming something with someone and they keep keep having to redo something not doing it um, right keep no gets to a certain point where you're like is this going to happen <laughs>
2: some It depends what some people are doing. Like, some people are going for like. It reminds me actually that cade section team biscuits a boom Boombox. He was going yeah. for a. We were filming this section. It was like a mellow takeoff, and he was doing like a three into Manny. Is
3: this at is a revs. This the one at revs. Yeah. yeah, three Just to Manny. The most bodge shit ever. It's insane. Like it just like just looks like he's just learnt it on the spot when he does it because he just does it so fast and like it looks
1: like he's button mashing he's so like he's in a video
3: game, game just spamming buttons yeah. and
0: hoping
2: for the no best way. so good but yeah he did that day and I remember he was trying it for a long time and I, I'm quite happy to stand there and, and wait until someone if someone really wants to do something they'll stand there like all day if they want to try and get it but it got to a point where that, that was a point where he's just like, nah, and then the rider, because I'll, I'll wait, and unless we're on a really big time crunch, I'm, I'll just wait, because it could be an absolute banger, mm. but that was, a, and then I think some riders, some riders are really good for the cameras, so, so like they'll ride something, and then the second or third time they'll ride it, they'll absolutely nail it. Yeah. And a lot of people are like that to be fair, because camera like makes people push on a bit more. Sometimes that's a bad thing, Cause,
3: like, it can get out. I've out of really people have absolute hugies. Whilst you've been on that, Robbo
2: snapped his leg. Uh, yeah, he? the the three standouts that I can remember is the worst one was Robbo, in that uh, hardtail video. We're in the lakes with Brayton. I can't remember what the spot's called. Was that the
3: new crew? Oh, oh, yeah, scout like, the ankle, yeah, yeah, it was. The yeah,
2: scout the video is horrible. Yeah, he just kind of goes up high over the roots, cuts inside, and this the root kind of jams his crank or pedal and then on the other side it kind of I can't you have to it watch it it doesn't even really
1: look like a big crash does it it almost, almost like comes
2: down like hits and like the crank and it goes between the frame and it kind of the only way for it to go is like through the leg so. oh god so it's that really was that was the worst for sure but he he didn't he just turned around he, like barely was even in pain he was just sat in the ambulance making jokes to everyone and laughing that's hilarious yeah
3: ankles are weird though when I did mine you didn't didn't really feel like much but at all it's weird and then when you do like something like your back you just out of it Mm. Like you can't do anything when I did my
0: ankle at Forrester Dean I fell off a really pathetic crash and uh, my right foot went into like a rabbit hole as I was sliding and it twisted it right round fractured dislocation it's horrible to think of and uh, when I did it I was you know you have like a weird I was lying there and I looked at it like my, if you look down and imagine both your feet are supposed to point at twelve o'clock, my right one was pointing at three o'clock. I tried to push it back. I was like, "Oh, I'll go back." Oh, fucking hell! It hurt. <laughs> oh
2: my god! And then
0: they had to, like, my mates had to carry me down with the um, ambulance people. And by the time I got to the bottom. I'd necked an entire bottle of gas and air yeah. and I was laughing my head off, just <laughs> making jokes about it all. And the people were like, I've never seen anyone get through this <laughs> so fast. That was <laughs> <always> hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, that, was, uh, that took same... Yeah.
1: But you recovered a lot quicker than me, didn't you? Yeah, I was back on within about seven,
3: six months. Uh, yeah. But i my no, was-
1: angry. You're on in like three months,
0: lad.
3: Nah, it was longer than that.
0: I, my first ride was a month but it it wrecked oh, that's keen yeah well like, at the yes, time really? i was working do you for... have a still on then and an air
1: boot. <laughs>
0: yeah an i was working for enduro mag and i was doing articles at the time and i phoned up dan brown and i said about Harrison and ross yeah. and uh, i said do you reckon they could help me out and he goes if you do some articles on it they'll do you the treatment for free oh so and i've contacted them and you know what that place is like it was £90 for half an hour treatment and I was going there three times a week and getting two hours and they were doing it for nothing Jeez. and then I saw this other geezer who did like the um, laser treatment and I got back on a bike in a month uh, and I wrecked oh, I fucking wrecked <laughs> <laughs> and then another couple of weeks later Stuart organised this old school meetup at Bike Park Wales and all the old pro riders come to that and i rode and i was on flat pedals and it was quite sore and i went down uh 50 shades is it and i got a bit of sketchy off a drop, off a drop and slammed my right foot into oh, the ground god. oh my god the pain i had to go, just go and sit in the cafe then and i was like <laughs> what am i doing this
1: is our pro jib what's he was off off the bike with a snap down call working for Enduro Mag and he had a stunt double riding for him he looked like him do you remember that no way no he did an article and it was I don't know who it was it was some bloke rode oh, your yeah, bike for you about, and all yeah. your kit to yeah. like once you're off yeah that does I remember really that love. thinking
0: what <laughs> what is yeah. this happening for my 500 euros a month <laughs> so uh, out of all the people uh, I know I've sent you this but this is a little bit different so you know you might have to think about this Catching me up Out of all the people you've filmed who is your favourite firstly your favourite rider you've been most impressed with skills wise and secondly person just character you know like that whatever the person is as in like funny or whatever skills wise Samuel person Phil will. Yeah, we're we huge fans of uh, well both of those riders, but uh, Phil. Phil Atwell is just amazing. Sam Hill is very difficult I find to talk to. He's very one-word answer.
2: Yeah, he's quite.
0: He's just quite socially quite. Yeah. Enclosed. He doesn't he really. riders himself talking to me. So.
2: Yeah, he doesn't. But luckily, I've been lucky to do a few projects with him, and like he has opened up a bit. And once he gets going, he's he's absolutely hilarious yeah i
0: know i know pagey quite well and Paige's told me that and he mm-hmm. said like you get a drink in him as well and he's like a different person again then yeah but um phil Atwill, will i'm um, huge fan of his just feels unbelievable since well
2: since the start actually I worked with him. Yeah, i've got some dreadful stories about him that i can't <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <I'm> repeat <laughs> on
3: here but that bm he drives mm. around is so funny <laughs> That's
0: That's like, is there anybody i imagine you're gonna say no comment but i'm still going to ask it is there anybody you haven't liked working with um anyone who's a bit like up their own them on the
1: spot <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if you can put just, just say talk if you it. want if it's easy <laughs> to <easy, just> say <laughs> talk yeah, it's it's I, I, I
2: don't think there's anyone i've not liked working with some people are better than others but I don't think there's anyone I've come away with, away from thinking, "Oh my God, you're yeah. a dick." Because mm. it's like I feel like the industry is too small. You can't be a dick to people, you, or you won't last. Go around. Yeah, you won't yeah, last. Yeah. Exactly. I don't think some some people are a bit. I don't know. Some people maybe a bit up their own ass, and I've had some people who like, who just get a bit controlling. Like yeah it's like start telling me how to do my job and stuff and I'm like right you're here to do riding I'm here to do filming let's just like not cross I'm not telling you how to
0: that sounds a bit like when we're vlogging with Leo actually Yeah, you go stand. No, do you want to say No, it's Todd. He's like, no, don't stand there. Stand. Yeah. When nah, I, uh, he gets
3: annoyed about it. Yeah, when nah, we ha- when we go
0: out riding, we have to do like we'll be vlogging, but also have to do their little mini edits for yeah. Instagram and that. And I get all these instructions off Todd.
1: You're doing it wrong. Gonna, it's gonna start. This is, <laughs> it's so like, he needs proper instructions with filming because he he'll, like film me a clip you go oh, I can get this and this and it was just he, he, went pan. Went, he went pan and then just oh. film one of the corners or like I've never really got annoyed the only time I've got properly annoyed nah, is it took it was a canic I was trying this manual under it took like 20 attempts yeah. and on the 20th attempt he took a photo and <laughs> oh, film. oh my oh god no. you were going to cry I wanted so to funny. cry I was like right I'll quickly do it again because everyone's waiting everyone wanted to go and I was like gas trying to get this man on there and I couldn't get it again and the one time I got it he took (laughs) a photo oh absolutely wounded so out of
0: all the people who are doing what you do I say all there's not actually that many who else would you like to give props to um milky jacob gibbons yeah he's helped me
2: out a lot quite a lot of guidance um he's always probably the first person I go to if I need some help yeah uh, Nico Turner as well
1: he's uh, his, I remember in lockdown when he was doing um, live to ride things yeah. so they were sick I think Nico he just kind of he's
0: a nice lad as well
2: I spoke to him a few times he's absolutely amazing but I just feel like his work ethic, work ethic and like he just just doesn't stop It's just unbelievable and then obviously like the likes of Clay and people like that, Clayport has been quite friendly to me, which I never thought would ever happen. Yeah, um, they're they're the standouts for me. Definitely Milky, Milky and Nico, I reckon. But then there's loads of others I could I could mention like Miles Mallinson and
1: Oh, we're riding with them today. Miles is
2: class. Yeah, he's an yeah, operator on a bike. Isn't he? Like, yeah, Miles is class, and then there's loads of other UK filmers like Jim Topless as well he's yeah he's a great all I love lad. the stuff he he's does he's a great he, lad he's so creative like really do envy his creativity yeah. sometimes
0: I he's used to nice. ride with him and Callum before Callum's accident yeah. Um yeah. he's Callum such a nice lad as well I'd like to get him actually to do a podcast with me yeah get Callum on that'd be good because he's doing all the Olympic rowing now isn't he is he yeah yeah yeah. he's
1: proper like pro did you see him in the virgin tv ad
0: yeah he's he's on tv
1: for ages he's in the like the main virgin advert oh yeah now i remember
0: now I remember yeah yeah um we've got to talk about social media and the importance of social media the importance of it with racers nowadays how it's almost taken over from results uh How much do you use it? And does it annoy you? Would you rather not have it?
2: Uh I'd
0: definitely rather
2: not have it.
0: Yeah, I I agree with you there. I (laughs) think
2: it does it does annoy me, but I think it's at a point where you can't ignore it. It's for me I, I try to stay off it as much as possible. Yeah. I just I just quite Con- like constantly just tell myself to get off my phone. It's not I don't spend too much time on my phone, but when you get into just a scroll hole, you just I'm just like, just get off your phone, yeah. Jesus Christ. Like um I just try to stay off it as much as possible. I just try away get away from screen time where I can.
0: Um I find it a bit annoying if sometimes I'll make a mental note to sort of look what's going on in the world when I'm say I'm driving or walking through town. And it's like people are robots, and it's like their phones are telling them where to go because they're not even looking up. And yeah. It, it, when you actually think about it and you look around, it's like, holy fuck, what's happened? Yeah. What's it's, happened to the world? It's mental. It's like if you're in a room with your mates
2: or whatever or your pub, like, I will. If everyone's just on their phones, I'll actively like not be on my phone because yeah. I'm just like disgraced. I'm like mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Off your phone. I'll oh. just sit there just to prove a point. Like I.
0: I like, I like going for, say, me and Cassie and the kids, if we'll ever go for some food somewhere, quite often I'll do the thing where you stack the phones up in the middle. Yeah, and that's like a shout. Don't touch the phones. And when, I think one of the most annoying things, if you see a couple out having a meal and they're not even talking to each other get Both
1: footage, on the phone. Get phone out, take a photo and then just stay back on the phone and yeah. then chat to each other text it's, each other. It's like something else. But, but then on the flip
2: side for me, it's like my main portfolio and it's very helpful for organizing filming. So like, yeah. I'd say a large percentage of my filming is, is sorted through Instagram messaging. So yeah. like I'll go on there to sort stuff out and reply to people. And then I'll only post when I've got a new workout. Like I've, I don't want to be on there for any more time it's like mm. it's great and all and it gets some work out there noticed blah 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 but i don't just want to be sat there still yeah and like I'll, I'll i'll have a little scroll i'll see what some people are up to and but a lot of the time i just leave that and i've got on my own personal instagram with just my local friends and i'll just have a quick
0: look on there yeah i've got i've got pinned and then my own one is completely different like yeah. totally different you know uh i i just see pins instagram and facebook and whatever it's just an advert to me just an advert for the latest vlog yeah and you know some of the stuff for products that we'll be promoting etc but i do i wonder if there's ever going to be you know everything in life all fashions there's always ends up being a kickback and it i hope one day it'll be trendy for kids to go oh no we don't use phones i don't you think know. it ever
1: will i don't Ma, think, I that think would it's it, i think it might be something there
0: yeah you never know dear
1: i think no a lot definitely, of translate ground, like, i know what you certain mean, social so. medias like social medias definitely will change all the time but i think no, it's people become, who've grown so up addicted. with phones are no, never gonna get away from it. I try
0: like, I try with Todd and with Purdy, like, especially with Todd going out riding with me everywhere, it is just to get him to like communicate with people good. Yeah. And you find that some kids who are just constantly on their phone they just don't know how to talk to people. All the social skills Yeah, just I, gone. Well, they
1: never had him in the I first place, the did they?
0: Yeah, for a wee wee. Yeah. But especially
1: with like people like my age there's so many oh, yeah. even I, yeah, there's no handle on the door um like we don't go much but if we go to like a house party or, ever, or anything everyone's just uh, sat on their phones even they'll be talking to each other but everyone's just sat there on their phone Thank or they're God. like I don't know, they'll go and film some film a video and just straight back Sit on the back phone. Be all like excited, music on uh, fucking dancing around whatever with the phone, it's, filming. It, and as soon as they finish stuff. filming they're just like back like that, posting it and people like Yeah, it's terrible, yeah. Everyone's just fabricating what they want people to what they just, want
2: people mm, to see.
1: I say that. Not necessarily who they are. I always like to get clips when I ride, but I don't even do that just because I want them to do well. I just I just like i like making little edits and i like seeing how i'm riding mm. and be able more for myself i go through Instagram, i can scroll through and see like you always get it come up don't you? like one year ago today two years ago today and if you can see an edit i've posted like one year ago today and i think wow that's shit. then i know that I've, I've you can see the progression progress right. and then it's no, i, think, I know I it's think a good feeling
2: for the, for the likes of you lot and mm younger lads clips clips are really handy I can see why people make these little videos and like all these little edits like some lads are really good at making these edits and like if they're better on the, if they're good on the bike as well then they've got quite a package if they've got the eye for the editing and the yeah. film and they can ride then, yeah. then they've got a good little package going but I think few people I've noticed it's like not actually that asked about riding they just want yeah they just want to do that it's like people i wish people would just go out and ride the bike leave i mean you need your phone in case you have a (laughs) a big yeah
1: but just just don't touch just go and ride and don't yeah i'd say half half the rides i do i always like would get at least one or two clips but it's never we go out to the Eclipse, we we'll do a big ride, and then last run, when we're starting to get knackered. And I've, got, and I've got a thing, media.
0: when we're out, sort of, most rides we, we film like as a vlog. But I've got a thing where I always say I don't want to be that vlog wanker, or that GoPro wanker. So basically, what I mean by that is I don't ever, I never try and stall or stop the ride. If i'm getting stuff on my phone or on a gopro gopro is just on my on my chest so it doesn't affect anyone um but if i'm filming stuff on my phone it's just literally when we get to the bottom and everyone's buzzing i'll just film it and i'll ask them some questions and it's just like we're all chatting and it's just real but i'll never be like oh, just go back up there and do that again because i don't ever i think that's just a it's too fake and and B, say, like, it just annoys people as well.
1: They're always like the best moments on a ride, though. I think like the raw. Everyone just gasped after he did. It. Like when he get to the bottom of the track, and everyone's talking about like how it was. What yeah, happened, moi, moi Moi does it. that everyone's well. So like excited about it. It's so good just chatting to everyone, That's and then when like you can get that on camera, it it catches it good. And all the balls
0: ups, you know. Some I noticed some vloggers they'll, they'll cut all the cut they're, all the balls up and they, they take themselves too seriously they don't want people to see them making mistakes I'm the other way around I love people watching all my balls up all the that's the natural <laughs> type of
2: stuff that makes these people like look human yeah if it's all just like fake and manufactured just turn off yeah. it's like you want you don't want to see people like people balls and stuff up where it's like oh you messed that up oh that was funny like
3: it makes people look human, and it's... Jono does that really well. Yeah. The way yeah. crashes and just starts laughing out of, like, the massive... Like I'm, have it's a like he it crashing.
1: Just, just start laughing. film a video of a massive crashing. Oh, my God, did that just happen? And he just yeah. himself. But then, like, it's also with pros as well. I don't really watch many vloggers, but I, I like to watch Jack and stuff, stuff. Um, you see, like, a different side to the pros, because he he's obviously got it on his helmet or whatever filming but he doesn't tell him that it's filming and now at the end of the track he keeps it rolling for ages sometimes like half the vlog will just be them talking oh, at right. the bottom of the tracks and they'll have like you know people people put stuff on for the camera don't they but when people don't know they're being filmed it's what they're actually like it's usually
2: at, when the best stuff happens yeah, yeah even definitely. at
1: the ews he goes around at the bottom of the stage and goes around talking to everyone and leaves the GoPro on chatting to him yeah and it's quite funny sometimes like I remember I watched one from the Tweed Valley and uh he gets interviewed by Pink Bike at the bottom right and halfway through the um the bloke film and um, notices that the camera's on and he goes uh, please can you turn that camera off <laughs> <laughs> really yeah he's like uh, you're filming and he goes yeah I know he goes <laughs> can you turn it off please <laughs> no oh, way God.
0: I, I think all that natural. well
2: that's when you get a lot of the best stuff like I'll just be lurking around and a lot of people say if it's in the pits or something when I was working with Rocky like I'd just be lurking around or I'd mic people up yeah And they and I'd leave it 20 minutes and they'd forget they got the mic on and so I'm just I'm stood like 20 foot away but I'm like zoomed in on them I can hear everything they say <laughs> and then they just come out with great stuff that's sometimes you can't use it but <laughs> yeah, But yeah. a lot of the time it's just natural funny stuff and that
1: that's what people want to see I, like I watched the um, the vital role with Reddin and like the lads on and that was quite funny how you got you know they're watching back on the clips, taking the piss out of each other and yeah. everything. It's good. That was Stuff a dangerous like day. he's <laughs> <laughs> I know I, I know Finn quite well. He's a nice lad. Is like. he on the splash. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, I always like to ask people that are on uh, what they think about e-bikes. Yeah. Um, have you gone down the e-bike route yet? You must have borrowed it, borrowed one for your filming a few times. Yeah. The, the top top line of my note here under e-bikes is
2: fucking brilliant
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah
2: now that I think uh, obviously they had a lot of opposition at the start because it was I don't know it was a lot of change it was a big thing people yeah. obviously opposed it but everyone who says they don't like them has not rode one like no they're, they're definitely different like I find I've uh, lent one off Proof, which has been really handy very yeah. very handy for filming as a tool to get around but then, like, they do ride differently. And oh, yeah. I, I prefer the way an acoustic rides, for sure. I'd yeah. never
1: go full e-bike, but there's definitely a place for e-bikes. Oh so, go so full good. full retard. There's <laughs> definitely a place. I It's just controlling the weight for me. I yeah. don't
0: really like. I like the lighter bike. You should try a lightweight one, like an SL-type bike. I've never
1: tried a... They're, they're like the same
3: weight. Mm, it's okay.
1: nuts. Yeah, the, the SL um what's it the special is 500 grams heavier than my rocky arty they're meant to ride even i've got a heavy build on it like because you know, it's like grip with the,
3: the weight it's not enough grip to like unsettle the bike and make it ride different but it's enough to have more grip around corners and for braking. yeah so they're meant to be like mint
0: i think there's two people who don't like e-bikes there's two types the one can't afford it <laughs> and the other one has never tried one yeah, and that's I,
2: it. I think you're right there. I think I've, on the subject of money, like, this, they're at a point people might just be annoyed that they're that expensive. They are, Because to get a good spec e bike, you've got to spend a lot of yeah. money. And if you go you you bad look. spec one, it's going to
0: be not going to be great. No. E-bike. And if you ride them a lot, they cost quite a lot to run
1: as yeah, well. Absolutely. So Nail like,
0: tires and mm, rear cassettes and chains.
1: The mid spec Vitus e bike now that's still got like. Decent rock trucks is like three and a half grand, they're really cheap at the moment. But it's three and a half grand is still a lot of money, but I think that's the best value I for money you can get with an e-bike. Vikers are on a bit
2: of a flyer at the minute. Everyone says that about the e-bikes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, they ride good as well. Yeah, so but I think I just yeah, they, they ride differently. For me, it's just controlling the weight more. I'm yeah. def- I definitely ride it quite a bit differently. Um that's probably just me being a bit of a squid it's not
0: necessarily yeah I, I've had people say that to me about the weight of them are the different blah blah and I'm like well I for like five six years I raced motorbike Enduros and they were yeah. 140 kilos right like, yeah. yeah but that was heavy but, you know that's like you struggle to pick them up when you mm-hmm. drop them so they don't feel that bad but I've yet to try a lightweight and I really want to try a lightweight e-bike yeah i'd love to have a go i mm. get a lot
3: of, quite a lot of arm pump i find on e-bikes well i do anyway whenever i ride, with you're, breaking water, you're
0: breaking more though you're breaking harder yeah. that's because your arms are like speed. 18 foot long as well
1: <laughs> what's that got to do with it <laughs> i see um jersey t on this story all the time posting all them e-bike memes oh yeah he laugh. is the one that made me i was pissing myself out was like e-bikers doing his off-season training going up the escalator <laughs>
0: Who's that fat guy we follow from oh, amazing.
1: That <laughs> normal MTV. Do you follow him? Oh, no, no, He's no. brilliant. He's really
0: funny. It's just all comedy, little comedy clips. Nice. It's so funny. He
1: was eating cereal out yeah. of his frame storage. Out of swap
0: box. Oh, He's thought.
3: huge. He's, is he six he's, foot six?
1: Yeah, and he's like um, weighs almost four hundred pounds or something. He's massive. Oh, I don't work <laughs> in pounds. What's that in <laughs> stone? I, I don't know. But he's American, <laughs> A so lot. that's all I know. Yeah. yeah so what are your
0: thoughts on the new format of the downhill world cup enduro and world cup downhill um good words yeah. <laughs> i know
1: <laughs> i
2: think everyone's hesitant because it's the transition year and it's yeah. it's full of unknowns it's full of questioning but I, I think in the long run i think it's i'm optimistic i think it's going to be good i think this year is going to be interesting um i think I think Discovery and ESO are going to do a good job. The yeah. heart's in the right place. They, they know where they want to go with it. I think as long as they work with the riders and, and everyone else, the media, I think I think it's going to be pretty good. What about um,
0: commentators? Any ideas? Uh, I've heard a few things. I, got, I I had an idea, and I don't know if I, I'm probably totally wrong, but when we were at Hardline, I said to Jono, I said, you'd you, you be good for that. and you, uh, And I saw um Deeks give him a bit of a funny look and I was like oh have I just yeah apparently there is. is there summit there I don't know. you might you might I've heard three other names
2: yeah.
1: oh right yeah,
0: yeah.
1: All, all of which could be interested I slash. heard a load of people wow. trying to hype up getting win masters to do it yeah was one of them yeah, yeah. And you he, just he don't want anyone
3: rid. out of mountain biking that is. like oh well, he's going alright He hit that yeah. corner. Yeah. He hit it. Yeah, I don't up, think they he's would. He's pedalling.
0: Nah, yeah. They'd never. They'd never do that. They couldn't. They couldn't. But apart from that, this whole World Cup
2: semi-final thing, I, th- I think they're going to scrap that. Yeah, I oh, think that's not good. Nah, that's
3: stupid. You can't be that consistent. I think because you've got to
1: be. G- you can't fluke it. Then you yeah. have got to be a real good rider. It's good the, and bad. With the semi-finals, I think they've
2: been. I don't know this but i feel like they've been quite heavily opposed by riders be- it's too much because to well look at look how many of the top boys are getting injured as is yeah you add in another run more people are going to get injured yeah and think about track degradation this year some That's of those true. tracks just fell apart
0: yeah
2: another run another i don't know seven eight i don't know i don't know how many more runs. i don't, know. If I don't, you know. Have I don't know more runs it's going to get absolutely destroyed so I, I personally think they're going to backtrack on that yeah. but whether they can miss late in the game
0: what I about the know. the Lycra thing no, uh, I I don't don't
2: think you
3: that don't have to wear Lycra you can though but there will be a lot of people doing it
1: and pickless aren't they talking about going again? No, it's not saying that you are going they're you, just saying you, you they can. can allow it but I don't think people will i think they'll get nah, a lot of stick if they end up going people,
0: peakless again this is the first i've heard of either of yeah, those things.
1: I, yeah i i can't even mean, remember who i heard this i of. heard it off leo and i told you leo where well, did you hear it or have you dreamt it
3: no nah, no nah, there's been talk of it and or is it because you're sure. gonna do you can't junior say told you. i know
1: who told you but yeah, you can't really you can't name say. drop
3: but yeah it's there was talk of it
1: like like come back into but mm, i think they've made the ews more of like an elite thing haven't they they made it harder to get into because it's you mean the world cup no the EWS now oh, right. Like the EWS the, is a world cup now. yeah it's yeah, it's, it, it's a world cup now and you need they put it up you need 150 points instead of 50 now don't they Or 120 yeah so right, You can't do it now and yeah, I've seen the, that. I've had a, they've had a lot of complaints because I think they've removed all the qualifiers in America, so if you live in North or South America, you've got like kind of screwed. no way of getting into EWS mm. unless you fly abroad but I don't really know, I think it's the first time it's the first year where it's been like that there's going to be stuff that's wrong, but then people will complain and then it, yeah, it'll I feel like get changed. there might be
2: a few seasons here where there's some teeth and problems it yeah. depends how much they've got their shit together which mm. at the moment doesn't seem, I don't know. I'm just on the outside looking in, but it's all everything's been announced quite late. People yeah. are in the dark. Like some teams don't even know whether to book on to like the the World Cup. There's also
0: financial issues, isn't there? Everyone's yeah. like tightening this, tightening this the belt s-
2: buckles and tight, tightening budgets. Mm. The, the fees have gone up, and all this kind of stuff. The prize money did that change?
1: I don't think it I changed much I don't think so yeah
3: it's way underpaid they it's still like haven't um, they still
1: Cup. haven't announced any of the qualifiers for this year for like EWS yeah. any of the UK qualifying races they haven't announced any to yeah, like, I heard a
2: few privateers were like still waiting like literally want to sort their whole year out and race it as a privateer but they just I, I they can not know if they yeah. can yet and all wow. this kind of stuff it's <clears throat> but the, I, think I think the EWS is gonna be I think the EWS is class. I think it's still gonna be good, but the things I'm kind of worried about is like on the same, when they've got the full weeks, when they've got the EWS and the Downhill and all these events on in the same week, like the EWS is gonna have to run like quite early in the week. And I think it's gonna get overshadowed by the Downhill the weekend. And I think all their spectators are gonna come out the weekend so if the EWS is on in the midweeks, like I feel like spectators might be down. And yeah, it's I, I feel like it might be like midweek crowds versus week weekend. And there's, there's still a lot of riders who
1: do both. How and that's knack- going to be? would knack- it be? Yeah, like moya still does a lot of the World Cups. I, I think well, he did he all of them it. this year.
2: No, he didn't do. Eddie does a lot of World Cups. Matt Walker, yeah. Bernard. Mm-hmm. Well, he did some. maybe the odd EWS, but well. And, like, I think Eddie and Matt Walker were doing quite well in both, is that yeah,
1: right? Yeah, but um, I think the one thing that is real good that they've said they'll do is broadcast the juniors with the down, though. Yeah, really top good. 10 in it? Yeah, you might get on telly, Leo. But, they, yeah, I watched the other thing, though, I forgot to mention, was, like, they've done, with the semi-final, I don't know if they'll get rid of it, but you get guaranteed spots in the final, and the top five overall finishers from last year, I have a guaranteed spot in the semi-final. Right. But okay. there's only 10 spots. So really, there's only, unless you're in the top five last year, there's only five spots you could get to, compete for. to even get a result. Okay. But then I also like, them five riders who were guaranteed, it was Bruni, Piron, Bernard, Andy Kolb, and Vergier. They'll, they'll have so much pull for brands now. Because oh, yeah. they're like, well I'll be in every final this year guaranteed unless let have a massive crash
0: and like
2: you said before about the downhill like the pay drop-off that was apparent in that yeah that pink bike uh stateless sport thing they've done that's just gonna like add fuel to the fire for the, the top five percent earning more of the money they're just gonna even earn even more now yeah I don't know. I'm That's not I'm so clued not. up. We'll all have to be so a to uh, OnlyFans. Yeah,
0: I, was about to <laughs> say. I might just go <laughs> direct to YouPorn.
3: fancy, next for me.
0: <laughs> what, what would you advise any newcomers to film making? What would your advice be to them? Don't know why I said that twice, but it sounded um, better. I think
2: the two important things I would say is. Don't worry about getting the best kit. Yeah, I'd say get camera as long as it's reasonable or okay, you're fine. It's more about the subject or the rider or what's going on and, or the idea or the story. It's all about that. If you can capture it well, then you're onto something. You can go and you can go and spunk x amount on a fancy camera, and you probably won't know what you're doing. Yeah. For, like, you, you, you'll you get there like don't jump the gun like I I'd never really had that good kit in the early days I was under camered for a long time and it took me a while to figure that out I was the other end of the spectrum I was like I didn't have good enough kit for a long time Um, but yeah just don't worry about the kit just get something decent and
1: well and I, you can watch an hour long say like Sprung or something it. You can still watch as much of that, and you don't think, "Oh, this is really bad quality." And any any camera you're going to buy now, that's no matter how cheap it is, a modern camera is going to be way higher quality than that. that a phone, yeah, phones are so high quality now. New iPhones are insane. What do you think of that filming on phones? What on phones? Is that like? No, it's it's completely
2: no, it's a separate. (laughs) It's kind of a separate entity to what I'm doing. Phones and like phone clips have been really handy to help promote certain projects i've done like that clip of ronan you see that phone clip yeah. where he go like he did that seven times for that my car and then he did it another time for just for the phone clip and oh, and wow. that phone clip helped promote the whole thing because then people realized oh this is linked so phone clips are helpful in that sense and
1: did his shock blow up at that or no, no, it no.
2: it's just the bike making an up like it was that, just basically yeah, bottoming out every time
1: seat buzz, but i was amazed like nothing broke that was so
2: huge no he did that well like I say seven times for the camera progressively bigger each time till we got
0: the shot the reason the reason I said about you watching that film on any Sunday is I, I still think to this day a UK filmmaker needs to do something similar to that in mountain biking and like there's not, not much point telling you much more about it till you've watched it but just yeah if you do watch it you okay. think oh that could be quite cool I just think it'd be really nice to like follow maybe a certain group of people around their racing throughout the world or the UK for yeah. a year it'd be really cool it'd take a lot of doing but yeah I think
2: there's plenty of scope for doing stuff like that yeah, yeah it's like I I want to keep making films and I, I would like to keep making films all the way through my 30s so there's still there's still a lot
0: of time for really cool stuff to come out yeah um where do you see i mean like the last question almost can last i just question? add something else to that yeah, new filmmakers.
2: but i was saying like it's it's important now because there's so much media out there like find and craft your own style like yeah. you won't find it straight away just go and out just play around and just see what see what you like and then when you find it try and like try and nail it down and try and be consistent with that style and get known for that because yeah. like a lot well some people I've known you like jumping about from this to this and this and then it's like just trying different styles and it's like that's good and all because you're trying to find there's always a a period of that trying to find what you want but like like jumping from this to this and it's like wait what do you, like you need do to here? actually you need eventually to like nail it down to one to one. and commit to it and run with it kind of thing it's like I could probably like I know I can shoot in different styles and go and do that kind of stuff, but I know people probably don't... I probably won't do it as good as other people and I probably, if I wanted that, I'd just get my mate in and pay him to do it. It's like yeah. I know what I can do well. and So, yeah, I think
0: that's, that's basically it. So, yeah, in the future, what do you see yourself... Where do you see yourself in the future doing this? Um... Uh, like I say, I can see myself doing this
2: well into my 30s because I've been self employed
0: since. I like the way now. you think that into your 30s is like dead old and I'm 52 and <laughs> yeah, in a couple of I weeks.
2: Don't, I don't know. I, I wouldn't plan that far ahead. I'd like, I know this will go on into my 30s. I might make another set of films and then be like, right, I'm happy with that, I'm done, I'm out. Yeah. Or i might just keep going look at the likes of ranking he's still going in. yeah he's, he does some sick stuff with the 51 boys doesn't he yeah, ex- yeah it's yeah, like Alex. i've i've not lost the spark for it i'm not even close so i i'll just keep going and going i'm working on a, a wave of like momentum so i message him today to he try does try stuff get
3: outside us. though doesn't he of, of
2: yeah bite. i think so I, i've not really spoke to
3: him it's like right a proper, Cinema, how you say it? Cinema. I, I can't get the words mm. out. Yeah, yeah. I tried to get a question off him, but I left it
0: too late. I oh, oh, did like, it like a few hours ago. He hasn't replied. Thought it'd be quite cool to get him to ask it's, you a question. I'd, I'd be ace but It's the, like
2: absolutely love what what he does, but and like like I say, i have not watched any of his films until only 2018, and yeah. I've never really spoken to him or anything. I'd, I'd, I've never met him or anything I'd love to. Like, yeah, he's a nice guy. Pick his love brains a bit, but it's just, uh, yeah. But apart from, apart from that, we're definitely going to be doing Tea and Biscuits 3. Brilliant. Going to probably start planning that this year and maybe start shooting it next year because we really, really want to go to town on it. So like, lots, lots of foreign sections with big riders. And because now we know on the, it's going to be, obviously, end of a trilogy. It's going to be the third one. So we really, really want to go to town. But yeah. that means a lot of planning. Probably the best part of, like, two and... Mm, maybe two years filming. Wow. The Team and Biscuits 2 was 16 months end to end. Jesus really? Christ. Which is, well, nearly a year and a half. Team Biscuits 2 is probably it's probably going to be like two years filming and probably like 2025 release which Mm. is pretty wild to think about but that's how long when like we need to do this year of planning because we need to make sure we get the budget and all that kind of stuff um
0: so anyone who wants to follow you do you want to give me social tags now that we've said how much we don't really like social media. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Instagram, it's Tommy C underscore Insta,
2: and then Facebook, I still run my Facebook page, Coldwell Visuals.
0: There's, oh, something I meant to say at the beginning actually, I've got to say it now, it's just, it always used to confuse me, before I knew who you were, was because we were mates with Tom Caffrey, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah,
0: and we've done some filming with him and He's done podcasts, and I remember in the old di- days. I didn't know who was who out of you and him on Instagram. Yeah. I was like, "Hang on, which which is it?" I get that confused, but I know now. Obviously. Yeah, it's a, it's a question I <laughs> get asked a lot. It's um, like I think I was filming
2: with Anne. I think it was up the Reek. Yeah, because he's mates actually. with Anne, isn't he? Yeah, he's a real good mates with Anne. And I, I was up there with Ant on the e-bikes, and then we, we messaged him, and he and he told us like we were looking for this track or this section of track, and he told us exactly where it was. He was nothing nothing but nice like class lad but I think I think early on there was a little bit of like it came along and I was like why is there someone with the same name it's like obviously you can't pick your your name but I was like this is a small industry and the media industry is really small with mountain bikes it's like you can't can't choose your name but like come on like
0: I've had that with two two people now I've had uh, since we started Pinned There was a clothing company that's still going now called Pinned Attire. People were like, is that your brand? I'm like, no, nothing to do with me. I'm definitely not taking this as my slogan because it's been about for years and years, but our slogan was like, keep it pinned and then um sam no
1: louis pilgrim it was his Louis brother. pilgrim
0: mm. put up he put some caps for sale would keep it pinned on but they like, were like oh, the
1: same color and everything as all i like I messaged I him. It
0: was to be fair i messaged him and said like what's going on here and he, he stopped stopped doing
1: it oh interesting and then um, he
0: didn't
1: it was a complete no? coincidence no yeah sure. oh, it was a total
0: coincidence oh, he's okay. quite he's a nice lad and then the last one was at the Mulvans this year and then there's yeah, like some pedals come out called Pinned but without the E on the end. Oh, I've like,
2: seen them. Yeah, I've seen them. I
0: was like, you should sponsor us just because of that. <laughs>
2: and the bloke was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's an interesting one. You obviously can't, you can't choose your name. And no. It's more a case of just being respectful for people in the industry because yeah. I think what, what, The other Tommy C is doing is great with his vlogging stuff. Like he can go and do that. That's that's where that's brilliant. But I think early on, everyone was asking me, like, who's this guy? And everyone was like, I think he was getting likes and clicks because people thought it was me. Ah, right. Which I'm, I'm just like, well, at first I was like, what? Don't just piggyback off someone else's name. It's like there's loads of other names you could, could have picked and I know there's Tommy C's everywhere in the world but like within bikes and stuff it's like let's just I, I don't know how to say it it's, yeah. it's, it's yeah, a difficult one mean, to like yeah. tackle but and I'd love to probably meet him, go
0: for a ride with him I'd love
1: to have he's a chat with a, him he's a hell of a rider
2: isn't he yeah. he's brilliant so really
1: rider.
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, we've done quite a lot with it when his channel was relatively smallish he did he that video i was on about at dovey that was our first real biggie he did that with
1: us yeah like two thousand then
0: yeah Mm -hmm. and we were on what six or something at the time and then since then he's got like more subscribers than us and Mm -hmm. so fair play to him
2: no fair play from the the whole vlogging thing's interesting it's i think it's an outlet that people have discovered and people make it work yeah so and i have not got a problem with it cuz I don't really I don't really watch vloggers to be honest but I've,
0: I've yeah same here I don't really yeah. I I love doing it and we we all like it and well, it's
1: funs a hobby really and we've I?
0: been doing it god I've been doing it since 2016 now like one of the a
1: bit like that's 7 years ago yeah that's
0: yeah, mental isn't it so we're sort of one of the original UK people and obviously mm. It used to annoy me a bit when the pros had slag off the vloggers and then COVID come along and then all the pros became vloggers and then they're like, oh, no, it's cool now. Yeah, I bet it is. I bet it is.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's an interest. I think
0: done right, it's a a smart
2: way for extra income. And and I think there's some great ones out there, but um, why not? There's a lot of clickbait. Yeah.
0: I, I always try and avoid the clickbait titles and pictures. You know, it's got to be it's got to be in the video. You know, when you say I jumped off a hundred foot chasm and it was a, a curb, yeah, You know, it's just obvious bullshit. I think because there's so there's so much out
2: there. I think I think a lot of people are desperate for the attention and the approval from yeah. other people, mm. and I think they'll they'll do anything it takes to get to get that and. It kind of and then a lot of the time these awful clickbait videos get all the attention and then the actual good video just gets lost in the
1: yeah in the youtube S- world, world say we don't do clickbait in the video that went out last night i had a clickbait title but more taking the piss because it's what? like the, like lit, there's a section in the video where we're taking the piss and i'm filming later just going, yeah, so if, any, if anyone doesn't know I'm actually the national champ. I, mean, nice. I, put, I put in the title like getting sketchy with the national champ. It's not big circle around his head. Is he the champ? <laughs> 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 but I only do stuff like that if it's like a piss take, and it's, and it's not, not even day. really clickbait. So, yeah. I am actually
0: right. As long as, as we were talking earlier, as long <laughs> as you got humour and you can have a laugh, I don't think it matters. It's when people take themselves too serious and try and pretend they're amazing riders and you know i'm first to put my hands up and say i'm crap compared to all these lot yeah i'm a bit of a squid to be fair but i did a good go so i think that's that's about it mate i'm um absolutely buzzing that you come down and really really appreciate it keep doing what you're doing stuff's amazing nice one yeah we'll keep Um, going we've got a few more films to make yet and a few more so yeah if you haven't seen it check out his films and uh Thanks a lot and see you soon, everyone. Thank yeah, you. No bother. Thank you very much.